And there came a day. A day unlike... Wait. No, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 240 of Panelology. I'm Alex. And I am Brian. How we doing this week, Brian? Yeah, we're okay. We're, we're getting there. It's, uh, it's December. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's at this point in 2020 when I think back to what my grandfather always said later in life when asked, how are you doing? He would respond, well, I'm able to sit up and take nourishment. Yeah. That's right. Weirdly, maybe not weirdly. I think it was very conscious on his part when he stopped responding that way. Was like yeah. when we knew it was kind of okay. He knows he doesn't have much longer left. It was a <laughs> yeah. weirdly conscious standard for him. Fair enough. Uh, and I feel like appropriate for this godforsaken year. <laughs> oh, that's why I said yeah. It's December. Like yeah, we're getting there. One more month, and then. <sighs> Please let us have a better 2021, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um well, speaking of 2021, yeah. We have done a lot of guessing and prognosticating and speculating. We all have? of those things mean the same thing, basically. About That's why we've been doing all of them. What DC often at the same time. Exactly. Yes. What DC will be doing after Future State. Yes. And I know we don't normally talk about news outside of solicitations, but I'm going to make an exception this week because we've guessed so much and talk about some things that DC has announced in the last couple days. Yeah. So the first two books to be named were Suicide Squad, which will be written by Robbie Thompson, who's writing Future State. Uh-huh. Uh, and drawn by artist Eduardo Pansica. Uh-huh. Um, I do not have any other information about that creative team, but the cover that has been shown uh, features Peacemaker heavily, and we know he's a big part of the James Gunn movie and is getting his right. own HBO Max series, so yep. that makes sense. Uh, Harley is nowhere on the cover, which kind of makes sense with her status quo it at does. the end of... And I... I... My my prognostication for that one is she's going to get pulled more into the Bat family for a while. I think she's going to be more Bat family for the while, and I still yeah. think we have potential for a Revolutionaries book. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, the next book up is Swamp Thing, ongoing, written by Rom V, with art by Mike Perkins. That one we could, did kind of know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Think, I think Rom V had said, like, this was the beginning of a run for him. Yeah. Um... Incidentally, if you go on Twitter, there are some preview pages for a lot of these future state books now, including the Swamp Thing book. And boy, howdy, is that gorgeous. Mm -hmm. uh, there are also some preview pages for the Harley Quinn future state book, and oh my god. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, next up, Rom V will continue writing Justice League Dark. Yay. And is being joined by artist Hermonico. 
who I want to say actually may have done some issues of the book uh, with Tynan. That sounds right. And maybe has done some Wonder Woman lately. That does sound right. Um, I know I have seen them on something recently and love their stuff uh next up is green lantern which will be written by jeffrey thorne and drawn by tom rainey who are doing the the last lanterns story in future state green lantern uh and then a book that i am personally very self-satisfied about Mm -hmm. because i think i even got it down to the title teen titans academy yeah this is written by Tim Sheridan with art by Rafa Sandoval, which is the same creative team as Future State. Uh, there's also promo art for Future State Teen Titans 2, its cover. And I'm going to actually uh, message you this cover here while we record oh, because wait. I want you to see Nightwing's new suit. There it is. Oh, my. Um... So the Nightwing logo is is kind of a a, a light orange to match the Deathstroke mask that he's also wearing. Uh, I was going to say, this has got a real... Well, there's two things that it makes me think. One is Deathstroke, very clearly. Uh Uh-huh. The other is um, Talon, right? Oh, yeah, I can see that. That Right? That does, especially that mask shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, This promo image also calls Red X his partner. Uh, yeah, which, you know, so, for those of you who may not know, Red X was a character that was created in the new Teen Titans, or the Teen Titans cartoon, animated, on Cartoon Network, and, uh, in that one, I mean, the show's old enough now, I don't feel like spoilers have to really be called. Yeah, it's, Um, it's, you've had a solid decade. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it was, it was Dick Grayson. Yeah. Now... I have a guess as to who this one is. I don't think I've actually had the chance to throw this one out on the show before. Uh-huh. Uh, my guess is Clown Hunter. Uh, that was that was going to be my guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that X yep. motif repeating, especially with it carved into Bao's hair. Right. Makes me think that that's seeding this. Yes, that 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 would be my first go-to guess. Yes, yeah. and especially after this week's Batman, uh, which brings Dick back to Gotham, like the idea right. of him maybe taking Bow under his wing. Yep, makes some sense. Um, one of the one of the things they've said about Teen Titans Academy will be that it is using the future state event of like the academy being destroyed and students and teachers killed as sort of this looming thing in the future that is like like part of the apocalypse you know is coming right yeah Yeah. uh and then the last one that we know anything about is in fact a new wonder woman creative team and we had speculated that it felt like uh mariko tamaki's run was tying up all its loose ends yeah and that is because Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad are taking over the ongoing with number 770. And there is an absolutely gorgeous wraparound cover for this that has, of course, Diana on it, but also Yara Floor and Nubia and uh, Donna Troy and Cassie Sandsmark and a bunch of supporting characters, Steve Trevor 
is there. Max Lord is there. Cheetah, Giganta. Okay. Uh, Max Lord is there? Interesting. I mean, if that's not Max Lord, it's his twin brother. Okay. Um, Liar Liar is there. Okay. Well, because, I, I mean, you know, didn't she just, um... I mean, there's still an issue left. We'll find out yeah, next fair week. fair enough. I guess so. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, her name is Liar Liar. That's true. This is true. And it is Max Lord, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if there is an artist listed for Wonder Woman, but I do not see one, at least in this article. And then, of course, we already know that Tynan and Jorge Jimenez are continuing on Batman. Yeah. Yep. So that is that is what we know now. Um, a lot of the things we'd guessed at were pretty close. Yeah, I'm. I'm not upset about the Wonder. Woman. I, I I just love Marika Tamaki writing it. But yeah, I, I'm. I'm not upset that this is the change. So. Yeah, we also know that there's going to be a Yara Floor series from Joel Jones that was yes. announced when the TV show was announced. Um, and they're also developing a Naomi TV show for the CW with Ava DuVernay attached. Really, that one I did not know about yet. That was also announced in the last couple of days. Okay. Yeah, so lots of stuff in the works. I think uh, for anyone who was concerned that some of the Warner Brothers restructuring would be shutting down DC and killing its momentum, I don't think that's the case at all based on this. No, 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 no. There seems to be a lot of stuff on the immediate horizon. Yeah. I, I, it would not shock me if part of that though was this focus on a lot of these new heroes, though. Yeah, I mean, it's like the, kind of doubling down. I think because don't get me wrong, I, it's like some of this stuff had to be in the works already. Oh right? yeah, for sure. But uh, it would not surprise me if they are kind of doubling down on it and, and emphasizing it even more. Yeah, yeah. Um, my guess is a lot of this future state stuff has been brewing for at least the past year. Like, yes, correct. It would have been the plan, some version of it would have been the plan coming out of uh, uh, Death Metal and Generations, yeah. I think, regardless. But, let's get to this week's comics. This week's books, yeah. Batman Catwoman number one. Uh, hmm, man. You know, I... It... The writing in this just seemed really good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, can can I tell you what my well, uh, hands down though what my favorite part of this was? Was it the future section? It was, was it not old it, lady it, it, Selena. It was, it was the it was the Advent Wayne Manor. Oh, that yes, you... <laughs> that was very good. There's a Wayne Manor that's like an Advent calendar that is going to be each chapter of this as 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 yeah. it opens up <laughs> and just like just the idea of that just i love it yeah um yeah but oh god like some especially this future stuff some of that's a little heartbreaking right yeah i mean it's on the one hand absolutely yes on the other hand it is technically something we have seen before correct yeah which what we're referring to is in the future bruce has died yeah and it's this is this is out of the tom king batman annual number 2 was it i believe so yeah yeah uh but that was the one where we saw like batman in his deathbed Yes. And everyone around him. Like Selena describes that moment in the issue. 
Yes. Uh, we also have the present. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, which... so I guess we should mention real quick if we haven't already. This takes place simultaneously in three different timelines. Yeah. Right? And three different times of a timeline. Right? Uh, we have past, present, and future. Yes. Yeah. The Ghost of Batman Past, The Ghost of Batman Present, The Ghost of Batman Future. It's a very Christmassy book. Like, it's set at sure. Christmas. It is, And it's yeah. got the advent calendar thing going. It does. Uh, and we, we get to play with the colors where everything that's in the past is in this orange-tinted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these yellows and oranges. The present tends to be in blues and reds. Yeah. And then the future is kind of full color. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting choice. So the the sort of main idea, the the inciting incident, more or less, of this book is Andrea Beaumont shows up to ask Bruce to help find her son who has gone missing. Correct. And who believes that his father is out there alive somewhere. And this is where I need to make the confession that I've never seen Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, Alex, you must correct this grievous, grievous overlook in your... I wasn't allowed to as a kid because I was told it would be too scary. I don't know why. I heard that a lot as a kid. I think it mostly (laughs) boiled down to my parents didn't want to go sit in a movie theater and watch Batman, which is on brand for dad, but not so much for mom. I don't know. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, like, it was the early 90s. I wasn't allowed to watch it then, so it's not like I could sneak and watch it on TV at some point. I don't remember this ever airing on TV until I was like, late high school at which point i was like eh this is a 20 year old movie i'm i'm or a 10 year old movie i'm i'm okay i'm not i should i should see it i should fix this but uh what's the deal what's the deal with andrea beaumont can you like cliff's note this um i mean kind of i I, you there's really not a whole lot that you don't get from this that yeah, that she is, you know, she is a, uh, one of Bruce's first loves, right? Um, and was suckered in and used by Joker to manipulate, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, right. so. And, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure this one, I'm, I think over the years, if I remember right, I'm pretty sure, like, there's a, there's some question of, is her son Joker's son? Okay. But. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Um, weirdly enough, they had no trouble, and granted I was older, they had no trouble letting me watch the Return of the Joker movie. (laughs) Even in its original cut. Sure. Um, Yeah. Hi, Tim Drake. Yeah. This is such a pretty book, too. Can we talk about Clayman? Can we talk about Clayman and Tomu Mornay? Yeah, sure. We can talk anytime you want, because it's gorgeous. Yeah. Sorry, Moray, not Mornay. I threw an N in there. Uh, this is... Like, I would just look at this book. Like, you could take all the words out, and I would just enjoy staring at it. Even the creepy shots of the Joker. I would just enjoy... Like, the crazy, good backlighting on the roof in the past. Oh, the, the past scene is Selena and the Joker... The Joker has beaten her to a heist. We haven't we haven't talked about that. Uh or like the, the inky dark sewer scenes or 
Uh, you talk about the future being in full color. It's in full color retirement home pastels, which somehow remind me of the 80s and also like don't look like the 80s at the same time. I love it. Yep. This is such a gorgeous book. It is beautiful. Yeah, so I, 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 I can't remember if I mentioned when I was talking before. So so like part of the question of the son is is his parentage, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the question of is it Joker or is it Bruce kind of thing? Like so oh. it's this right, right, right. So it's like this who knows thing. Right. Gotcha. And and obviously and the reason that I mentioned it again is there there's a there's a panel that plays on that where Joker is asking, you know, oh well where is her son? And she's like, with his dad. And he's like, Oh, you know who his dad is? And she says, Yes. Right? Will you kill him for me? And when she says with his dad, they have Batman as the picture, so they're obviously playing on is it this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. How about Deceased Dead Planet number six? Or do you want to start with Hope at World's End number 15 since it's the let's, last issue? Yeah, let's start at Hope at World's End just because this is the last issue of this one. This is, yes. uh, you know, this is our digital release uh, book and uh, it's the last issue. And this is like the, the prequel. This is the one that comes before the original deceased story. Right? I mean, um, this one kind of fits in during. The, I, I, I mean, yeah. I guess so, right? It's more but, of a midquel. Uh, that, that's fair. That's a, that's a fair statement. Um, there's some things about this one in particular, though, that I really love. I like how it's able to play with some of these characters that we have been introduced to recently, right? But use them so differently. Yes. I think that's what I like most about it. Um, Because you get like, you get like, you know, uh, Wink, right? And you get Pied Piper Uh in this. And And Pied Piper is done playing. He is done playing. Good God. <laughs> and let me tell you, when he says he's done playing, you best you best GTFO because <laughs> he's done playing. Alright. I feel like this entire series sets up one really great pun, and you know that is my style. Well, and what I absolutely love is them call they're calling him on it, right? Yes. They're like, oh, how long have you had that plan? He was like, what? I just came up with it and had felt like I had to use Okay, no. I've been holding that one forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we basically, right, there's this army that's being led by uh, Black Adam. Uh, this undead army, I should point out. Uh-huh. Being led by Black Adam. And Nightshade, right? And obviously with the power of Black Adam and the abilities of Nightshade to teleport through stuff, through the Dark Dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're having, like, they know they can't hold out against them. So this is the one where Jimmy baits Lex Luthor into coming up with a plan. Yes. To stop them. And he does. But it turns out Soups and Jimmy have been kind of playing Lex Luthor. Yeah. And they have so Lex's the plan, plan is essentially, Lex's plan is for Wink and Pied Piper to, for Pied Piper to play his pipes and lead the zombies through a dark dimension door through a portal into the dark dimension, right? Mm-hmm. And then for Wink to, once they're all in the dark dimension, to shoot Nightshade and therefore obviously trap them all there. Yeah. Including Pied Piper and Wink. So right. it's a suicide mission for them. Yeah. Um, 
But of course, you know, the, the heroes aren't having any of that. So, first of all, the, the idea is for Wonder Woman to kill Black Adam and uh, for them to force him to say Shazam, change him back into, uh, you know, his mortal form, and then for him her to break his neck. Basically, Maxwell Lord him. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that that was not lost on me. Um, but Superman instead, once he's back, uses his uh, his heat vision to basically sear his vocal cords so he can't talk. Yep. And therefore can't say Shazam and change back. Um, uh, Aerie is having none of this wink running off and leaving them. So, <laughs> Aerie to the rescue. Aerie to the rescue. Um. And, um, yeah, so what we're talking about is, uh, basically, uh, the reason Wink was, was part of this was because, uh, she was teleporting Pied Piper to keep him away from, ahead uh, of the, the armies, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Ari brings Nightshade to them, and Wink gets ready to shoot Nightshade, and, uh, uh, then, um... Who is it that, uh, is it Night? Who, who does the beam that kills, that breaks the gun? Oh, um. Oh, it's, uh, uh Black Manta. That's who it is. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. I was like, I was like, I know I saw this because kind of comes out of nowhere, yeah. right? And so the gun she was going to use to shoot Nightshade is, you know, destroyed. So Nightshade's it, just it in hits, front of him. It hits Ares' wing as well, so Ares mm. can't fly now. Exactly. Um. And uh, Wink's like, okay, Piper, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. And he's like, no, we're staying. She's like, what? And this is where he says it, right? He's like, yeah, I'm done playing. And then takes the flute and stabs it through Nightshade's head. (laughs) How much arm strength does it take to stab someone? I mean, through the eye socket, even. With a flute. I mean, just, yeah. Especially if they're properly tuned, they're not sharp. Nope. Oh, good. Oh, my (laughs) Wow. (sighs) All right, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Yeah, so, um, you know, and and then we cut back to Lex Luthor saying, uh, yeah, so I hope you know this was a... Sorry, folks, this was a suicide mission. They're, They're gone. And uh, Wink comes back through just as the portal's closing with him. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, I, I, like, one of my favorite things is that Pied Piper, like, has Hartley, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I I just love that, like, the use of him as a character is, is, like, so different from what we've had in, like, Flash or anything else. Yes. And I love that these these characters get a chance to be so different than, yeah. Yeah. Super good, super good. Meanwhile, Dead Planet number six. Um <laughs> Constantine gets an upgrade or two. Yeah, I God, I can I tell you how much I love Constantine in this? So much, so so much. Just because he is one hundred percent still Constantine, right? Uh-huh. But he's done trying to like trick people into doing it so much at least at least the people that are close to him and mean a lot to him he's not trying to fool them he's literally just going um 
I'm not telling you. And they're like, why won't you tell me? Because you'll try and stop me. Yeah. Can you just trust me? Please trust me, otherwise we fight, and it doesn't go well, and I still do it, so let's just not? Yeah, but, like, he's so on. like, you know, when you say, why don't you just be honest with them and trust that your friends will, you know, like, that's what he's doing. Yeah. I love it. Or, or his approach he takes with, say, the Spectre and the Phantom Stranger of, yes. Wait, why are you helping him? Oh, he, he showed me the future, and yeah, there's no other way. <laughs> like I don't like I know I've done some shade shit in the past but like legit this is what has to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um and I, I I I love some comments that he makes with uh with Zatanna too. Mm-hmm. Right? About like, you know, um why is it that she's the only one that I really hate disappointing? Yeah. Right? It's just so good. <laughs> but oh my word, yeah. Just so then, then when she does walk in on him and Etrigan and Phantom Stranger and um, you know, ripping the helm of Naboo off of Doctor Fate, and <laughs> Zatanna walks in, she's like, "John," he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, this is exactly as bad as it looks." <laughs> I I couldn't help but think of the like an opening page of a Matt Fraction Hawkeye issue. Okay, this is yes. bad. Yes, right. That one hundred percent, that same vibe of 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 uh, widow walking in, right, and yeah. like catching him doing something. Yes. Uh, on a side note, have you seen the production stills from Hawkeye this week? No. Uh, confirmed, essentially, because she's in every shot with Clint and a blonde dog. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, Kate Bishop. <sighs> Yos. There are lots so, of pictures of the two of them and what is presumably Lucky. Oh my god, I can't, this is going to be good stuff. Yeah. I can't wait. In one of them, he's got like tiny band-aids over injuries on his forehead. It's great. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then, of course, his last line is, is just, ready or not, world, I'm coming to fucking save you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just so, oh, it's good, good stuff. I gotta love this series. Yeah. So, in addition to Constantine, Constantine's glow up, uh, we have the the sort of more traditional heroes. Yes, uh, working on the cure. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the getting Alec Holland's consciousness to to join in. Yes, and just like everyone networking their brains. So, uh, yeah, so they're, they're like, you know, Cyborg is like, yeah, I have the cure, but I don't know how to, you know, I have the life equation, but I don't know how to make it into a cure, right? And, and, uh, and so, uh, Batman, this Batman being Damien now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is like, oh, I know. And so he basically, yeah, they, they get this group of bonded people together to work on this, right? And, you know, it, it, there's some very, very understandable people in it, like Alec Holland, right? Poison mm-hmm. Ivy makes sense. Yeah. Biochemist. Um, right, biochemist. Um, we have a got... psychologist slash medical doctor. Sure, Harley, good. Yeah. Uh, you've got Wally West for his for the speed at which he can think, right? He's the processor. Sure. you got Mary Marvel because she has the wisdom of Solomon, right? Mm-hmm. You got Vic Stone because of his understanding of technology. You have um, uh, uh, 
Dr. Fate because, you know, his connection to magic and if there's anything like that involved, that kind of thing, right? So you've got all these people involved. And then the best is, and Batman, because he's Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Good. So that's that's plot line number two. Number three it's is the, the penguin and Ivo. Yeah. I love this opening scene between the two of them where Penguin is like hurrying Ivo up and he's like, I've got an army of Amazos, one of which could take out the Justice League. Maybe you want to reconsider the tone with which you are speaking to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and the idea now is, right, the heroes have the cure, and they can save the whole planet, yeah. everyone on the planet. You have Ivo and Cobblepot, who now have this army of Amazos, who can remove all of the dead from the planet. Yeah. And, oh yeah, by the way, then you have the realm of Hell, who is just done with this plane, and Trigon is now coming to destroy everybody everywhere. Yep, there is part four. Yeah. Oops. And I, I, like, I totally, don't you, do you totally get the feeling that the, um, uh, the Constantine thing is dealing with Trigon? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's gotta be. Yeah. Because that's the part the heroes aren't prepared for. Right. We do get a shining, shining good moment in this, though. And that is, they have to test the cure, right? Uh-huh. And, um, I love, uh, so... Uh, what is what? What's her name? Green Canary. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is like okay. And uh, Scott is like we should we should rescue Barda. We should try it out on Barda first. And she's like, why not Ollie? Da da da. She's like, why do you think just because you know you held out this and that? He's like, no, that's not why. Barda's physiology. If something goes wrong and it's too much, she can probably take it. We can't risk Ollie. He's too yeah. important. <laughs> She's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I also like that they made a hypodermic needle from a sliver of her sword. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just wonderful. And sure enough, they 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 heal Barda. She's yeah. back. Barda's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all good. Ah, uh, so good, so good. I love this book. Same. Yeah. Moving on, Justice League Endless Winter number one. All right, December event. Here we go. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, especially after kind of how delayed a lot of the event type stuff has been recently with this year. Uh-huh. I'm super, super happy. This is going to be all done this month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I think it's fair to say that this is also... This feels also like it is setting up maybe a more traditional sort of big crossover event type thing. Yes. Um, this first issue, I think, delivers the beats you would expect it to, knowing what the story is. Something unleashes this Frost King in the Arctic. Uh, but there are a couple of cool ideas in it, I think, that I didn't expect. Uh -huh. One is that this comes out of Bendis's Superman run, one of the consequences of the Fortress of Solitude being destroyed right. is that all this Kryptonian tech is kind of like rubble in the Arctic. Yes. So like, I like this idea that 
one you've got you've got stag's son up there like trying to mine this yep i was gonna bring i was gonna bring up the point this all i, I was super happy because when they said stag industries i was like are they just gonna ignore what happened in the terrifics and the answer is no 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 it's not simon stag it's his son yeah yeah uh and he's a piece of shit isn't he <laughs> Oh, did you not ever finish the Terrifics? No, I can't find Volume Two anywhere. Oh, oh, he is a total bag of dicks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, whole bag. <laughs> I, he is just irredeemable. Mm-hmm. And he's got he's like stolen a a mining rig from Stag Industries, and when his sister calls, he's like. Technically, I own it, and I can spend long enough tying it up in court to get what I want, so... Yeah. Bye. Yep. And, like, he pushes them for samples with the storm coming and with them being on shaky ground, because, again, they're sitting on an explosion site on a melting ice cap. Um, What, is that a problem? Yeah, yeah, like, physics, who knew? Um, I mean, he knows, he just doesn't care. Right, yeah, sure. And, like, as soon as he gets what he wants, he's out. He's like, okay, you guys hunker down. And they put out a distress call for the Justice League. And then we get Barry Allen, who is asking a question I love in a way that feels, like, a little ridiculous and out of place, but in in a very, like, flash sort of way. Well, and I think it leads to what we saw at the very last issue of Flash, right? Yeah, well, and I think I think you're right. It, it made yeah. me think because I didn't, I haven't, I haven't read the last few issues. Okay. But you mentioned that it seemed like he was debating proposing to Iris. Yes, yeah. And this really feels like him trying to get his footing to do that. Yep. He's asking everyone in the Justice League, "How do you manage work-life balance?" Which is just the best question to ask a bunch of superheroes. <laughs> As someone who is a huge proponent of maintaining a solid work-life balance, like I did appreciate that this is a thing being asked in a superhero comic. Um, I love that at one point he goes to Batman and he's like, you know what, never mind, I'm good. Yeah, well the other one that I love is is, is uh, Aquaman shows up. Well, Aquaman right? and Superman both give really good answers. Well, uh, but uh, Aquaman shows up and uh, he's like, hey, Ar-, he's like, sorry I'm a little late, I had family stuff. And, he, and Flash is like, hey, Arthur, since you brought it up, he's like, yeah, I heard what you were asking everybody, Flash. Uh-huh. I'm here with you guys when I should be planning my honeymoon. Which I suppose tells you all you need to know about how I'm balancing married life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, then, then there's Batman. Hey, Batman, I've been thinking about... You know what? Never mind. <laughs> and by the way, this all takes place while there's there's a group of, like, four supervillains uh-huh. who have decided that, you know what? We're just kind of done with all this. We're going to go find this tiny little island nation that um, pretty much nobody cares about or whatever and just take it over and yeah. retire there. <laughs> so they what do. A- and one of them is Catman, who I'm always happy to see anytime, anywhere. Yep, one of them is Catman. And um, uh, it's Catman and Rampage, and I'm not sure who the other two are. Um, uh, uh, one of them is what? Is it Multiplex? Is that his name? Yes, Multiplex, who I believe was introduced at the beginning of the New 52 Flash run. Okay. And then, the, and then there's an Ice Guy, who I'm not sure who. Icicle. Is, but... Oh, oh, is that Icicle? Yeah. I think he okay. even says at one point, like, 
to Catman, maybe like you can. Oh yeah, I'm icicle all the time. Yeah. yeah, he does. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, and like the cops show up outside the the building, and they're like, you know, come out and surrender to them. He's like, can you guys just leave us alone? We don't want to bother anybody. You know, after we toppled the government, and took over. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then I like I like Catman to Batman. Like, do you guys not have anything better to do? <laughs> yep. Like, come on, could you, can you just give us this tiny little nation? Like, we're not going to cause anybody problems if you just leave us alone. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, as they're as they're heading out from that that Wally and Superman exit together, and like they have a whole conversation that gets. Again, kind of into sorry, yeah, sorry, Barry. Yeah, uh, gets kind of into um, what's been going on in Bendis's run, where Superman's like, "Yeah, I really thought announcing my secret identity would help me balance things, but honestly, I don't feel like I've got a whole lot more balance. Maybe you should be getting advice from someone else on how to do this." And it feels a little bit like. I don't know, maybe this is just this issue, but I think you're right that it's going to tie into what's been going on in Flash. Yep. Well, and Flat, and like, the next, the part two of this is in Flash. Yeah. 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 And certainly it's coming from stuff that's been going on in Superman, because we had, like, the great issues with Superman and Doctor Fate, like, talking through Superman's stressors. Yep, And, like, knowing that we've got a Teen Titans Academy book coming up where they're, like, training more heroes, it does kind of feel like maybe we're getting the Justice League saying, okay, you know what, if we're ever going to be happy, healthy people, Batman aside, maybe. Well, but think about where Batman has been for the last two and a half years. Oh, I know. I'm I'm half joking there. Yeah. Uh, Point being, like, maybe this is something that kind of carries forward into, into what comes after Future State, in a way. Yeah, like, I, I, we, I definitely think it will. Like, as much as as much as we're seeing from what we already know, the future state books become like the futures of the books that they are setting up. We've seen the future Justice League. We've seen the future Aquaman. Right. Maybe maybe this is still like kind of what was speculated to be the point of generations, giving the the a-list heroes the the traditional justice league members a chance to step back a little bit yeah all right um but yeah then uh we have the old simon or uh, uh i can't remember his name simon Sag's son sebastian sebastian, it sebastian? that's it yeah uh you know that he has taken this so the Justice League shows up to save the the people in the Arctic. Superman realizes where they are, and they start getting attacked by these ice creatures. Yeah, and sure enough, um, the Frost King emerges. Um, am I the only one who looks at his face and go, "Wow, he really looks like a Zarnian"? He okay. does now that you say it. Yeah, yeah. Either a Zarnian or like an ice Thanagarian. Maybe, yeah. I think it's I think it's the really like profuse facial hair. <laughs> Maybe it's definitely I mean, it, and it's definitely the tattoo markings around the eyes. That yeah, are, that yeah. does that is very Zarnian. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's a page that's like a good detail shot of it. Yeah, I can absolutely see some Zarnian there. Right. Yeah. So he wakes up and he's like, "Where are they?" And you see him having this image of. Black Adam and Hippolyta and um, uh, 
uh, the Viking Prince. Yeah. And he's like, where are they? And they're like, yeah, we don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he kind of unleashes a bunch of stuff. And, and what we come to find out, essentially, is that the whole world is now being plunged into a winter storm. Uh-huh. Uh, and like to the point of like in, I think it's New York, they're saying it's like 50 degrees below zero, mm-hmm. like super, super cold. And the last, cause we get a panel of like five different or six different locations, right? The yep. last one is Kandak and we see Black Adam walk out and go, after all this time, how can this be happening again? So he clearly immediately recognizes it. Yes. And then we and get then our we flashback get, to then we get our 10th flashback. century yeah. Egypt. Yep. And we see the wizard Shazam releasing Black Adam yep. to help fight what we presume is the Frost King. Sure. And he is there joining Hippolyta, Viking Prince, and Swamp Thing. And Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yep. And that's where we end yep. this issue. Uh, we pick up, uh, I think we've got two chapters this week. We have uh, Flash and Superman. Superman, I think. Yeah, there's right? a Superman special that is That's Endless Winter. Is, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is, I think this is fun. Um, Obviously, I think there is a question you could ask that's like, when is this supposed to be taking place in sure. continuity? Yeah. But I almost feel like that's a little beside the point at this point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are definitely... Well, Viking, Viking Prince dates it a little bit, because he's the only one that... I mean, he was completely mortal. He didn't, like, live out of time or anything, so... Okay, the the 10th century stuff is in the 10th century. That is fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, they they actually do. You're right. I yeah. Uh, yeah, I had forgotten they had that on that page. Yes. Um, But you're talking about the modern when... Yeah, when the it? modern. Well, uh, very clearly, there are a few things that, that said it, right? Like, obviously, it's after Superman has revealed his right. identity. Uh, Flash is clearly uh, like like, and Flash. It seems like it is right in between the last issue yeah. and whatever's next. I I guess maybe there's a little bit of of maybe what I'm saying is maybe we shouldn't think too hard about what DC's continuity is right now because I'm not sure everything totally lines up. And that's, yeah, that's okay. That's that's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, well, and we also know uh, Aquaman mentioned that he's married now. So yeah. yeah. So that gives us, you know, some rough milestones to put it against, at yeah. least. Um, moving along. Yeah. King in Black. So, uh, this is just me. Um, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. I think the thing that is most interesting to me about this is, this is issue one of five. I feel like it's a pretty common structure in a big event book, especially there were lots of tie-ins and miniseries and all of that, that you get like two-thirds of the way through the, oh no, the villain has won moment, where like everyone seems defeated and, I don't know, let's say hypothetically, they encase the Earth in a giant symbiote. That happens in issue one of this. There you go. Like, this is already at its, oh no, like, we've called in all the big guns. Um, I will not say exactly what Null does, but Null handily takes care of the sentry in, like, a page. Oh. okay. It's not even, 
a fight. It's just Noel is amused and immediately done with the sentry. Um, again, setting up just a great pun that I'm not going to spoil, even though it was spoiled for me. And, like, just about all the heroes are already off the board by the time this issue is over. Wow. I don't know exactly where this goes, and I love that about it. Uh, And that's on top of, like, this is coming out of a run I've been digging. There are lots of cool moments and uh, 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 references to things like the vault that was built for Spider-Man to hide from Moreland. Moreland, yeah. Uh, like, that comes into play because Eddie decides he needs to hide Dylan so that Noel can't find him. So he uses that vault. Uh, we don't know where Thor is at. Thor is mentioned a couple of times, but is definitely sort of the, like, one off-the-table question mark at the moment. Okay. But, like, Captain America is and most of the mutants are like handled in this issue um so yeah it's it definitely feels like something kind of different um it doesn't feel like just you know the usual story structure beats of a big event which i appreciate uh we also have the union number one this week which is maybe a five issue miniseries that's all a tie into king and black maybe not i haven't I haven't seen Marvel actually announce it as just five issues, so it may be one of those times where, depending on how it sells, it could become an ongoing. Uh, But this is about a UK-based team of superheroes, Britannia, Kelpie, Snakes, and The Choir. Okay. Um, They are... Sponsored by some company uh, uh, in the UK called Darwin Tech and are in the middle of this like very jingoistic submit and vote on names so we can have this one team that unifies us all and shows us how great the United Kingdom and Great Britain can be and blah, 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 right? Is it Teamy McTeam face? Is that what they came up with? Now, Brian... Uh, no, that would be ridiculous. It's Soupy McSuperhero Club. <laughs> there you go. Um, like, one of the ways they're promoting it is with a Capture the Flag game, and that is where Union Jack also shows up. Uh, this is a new Union Jack, no magical powers from the working class. So everybody hates them. Um, and like they're they're having their capture the flag game. They're doing their like it's so it's such a media campaign. And then a bunch of Knolls dragons show up and start wrecking shit. And that's kind of where the issue ends. I'm enjoying it. I don't know what the like big picture for this series is outside of tying into King and Black. Uh, part of the reason I picked it up is because with the return of the Captain Britain Corps, like, it seemed like that might become a thing. I think there's a lot of potential here, and there are a lot of ideas I really like. Um, part of me wishes I knew if this were an ongoing or just a five-issue series, uh, because I think the things I would look for and expect from it would be a little different, depending on what the answer is. But overall, I think it's a really good first issue. Um... There's no grand thesis there on this one. Just like, (laughs) 
it's exactly what it sets out to be and it does it super well um i'd love to see these characters get a little more room to breathe and like exist in a bigger exist as a bigger piece of the marvel universe especially with like some of the stuff that's been going on in avengers and in x-men and all of these other threads that i think they could really tie into modok head games number one (laughs) this is like a good example of just well-written funny dumb fun yeah um at the same time it's not as slapsticky as like modok was in gwenpool no no and I think maybe maybe the closest Modoc for me would be the Alishkot Michael Walsh Secret Avengers Modoc. Okay. Um which is to say like Modoc is inherently goofy but has sort of an emotional core. Well, he's always denying that there's you know some part of him that was organic, right? Right. Yeah. Um and like we even see sort of over the course of this first issue what start off looking like stylized almost sort of a a, a next wave sort of like stylized title card yep um caption boxes that keep interrupting modok yes and like by the end of the issue we see oh wait no these these actually have their own meaning there is something more to this other than just being a style choice Okay, so it starts out basically with Modoc having this vision slash dream. Uh-huh. Right? Except Modoc doesn't dream. And that's what it talks about, right? Um, and am I the only one who looks at this house that he's seeing in the suburbs and thinks the vision family? No, you are definitely not. Uh, other than other than the mailbox is a duck. And that's <laughs> The mailbox is a duck. Yes. Um, so I've got a question for you, Brian. Yes. Do you recognize his family in his dream? I do not. So I do. Okay. They are his family from the upcoming series that Patton Oswalt is a showrunner on. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, there is, there is like Comic-Con trailer footage from a couple months ago that you can find online. Uh Uh-huh. I did not know until I saw that footage that the show is stop animation. It looks amazing, but yeah, that is that is his family from the TV show. Oh my god, that hasn't come out yet. Okay, well, we turned out turns out he's like having this vision or dream or whatever right in the middle of a high, of a job. Yes, right. That uh, the aim is essentially trying to steal a bunch of start tech. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, and. and <laughs> I, I guess the TLDR of this is, you know, the 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 council that's leading AIM now basically is, turns against him and realizes that he's having these moments, and it's like, yeah, that's that's too risky for, you know, for you to to be doing this in the middle of all this. So uh, we're gonna take you out, and of course that doesn't go well for them. No, no, I mean he is designed only for one thing. Yeah, he um, literally has one job. So. How did you feel? So there's one point where he's fighting them, and somebody throws some gravity discs on him, which drop him down through the through all the floors of this AIM headquarters place into the armory. Uh-huh. And we get a thing that says, uh, you know, to fund AIM, we build and develop weapons for black market sales. But other times, we steal and reverse engineer them. Um, and... <laughs> 
we see Modok coming back out of this with a string to, like tied to his belt string of Deadpool grenades. Mm-hmm. Um a sword that looks a whole lot like a lightsaber. Yes. I don't know what that sword is. Um, a, a like a, a a by hand gun that's very clearly uh uh It's Star Lord's Star Lord's gun. gun, right? And then a Modok head sized Ant Man helmet. Now you're you're also forgetting the hard light Captain America shield and the Oh right, yes, the hard light Captain America shield. I must not forget that, yes. And the Herbie, don't forget the Herbie. Uh, right, Herbie is a there's an evil Herbie accompanying him. Yeah. Uh, but that Modok wearing that Ant Man helmet, like oh, my. yeah, like <laughs> it definitely reads as okay. Well, they were working on some Giant Man tech, and they made it bigger, and it got stuck. So right? now, now it fits Modok. Yeah, and then we find out he's also wearing some web spinners because so, he can whip like Spider Man. Yep. Oh, and he's got Wolverine claws on. He got Wolverine claws. <laughs> like he's just got like all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, it's what I love is that Captain America shield that's on his arm, right? Uh huh. Covers like you know maybe five percent of his body if he were to hold it up. To... Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. No, it it's mostly just there to protect his arm and like <laughs> his upper leg, maybe. Maybe if he stretches. Yeah. I just yeah. It's also got a Ulysses claw cannon. <sighs> My word, like uh, 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 all of this is so much. Um. So yeah. So he escapes, and at the end of this, we find out what he has done is he has is fleeing, and has gone to seek the help of Tony Stark because he knows something is wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So much. So much fun. So much. I also love referring to an aim attack as a bee infestation. That was a. <laughs> A great line. That was good. That was yeah. good stuff. All right. Meanwhile, on Krakoa, Hellions number seven. I love that the Quiet Council starts this issue just letting Sinister be theatrical and ridiculous and over the top and demand his Hellions be revived. Yes. Even though, like, that's where Xavier is, and they're literally already working on it, they're all just letting him bluster to see how far and long he goes. There was one thing on here that threw me a little bit. Okay. So, the very second panel, it's, you know, showing Sinister here in the Quiet Council, and the very, the, the second panel of the whole thing has Nightcrawler and Jean Grey and Storm. I thought Jean had to give up her seat on the Quiet Council. Um, yeah, I don't know what the deal is there. Okay. Maybe they only made Scott give his up? Uh, well, and he technically wasn't on the Quiet Council. Oh. I don't know then. He was he was the the what do they call it? The war leader or the whatever, the war captain. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it could just be a mistake. It could just or be Or maybe she had to give up her seat and they elected her back onto it. I don't whatever anyway. It just yeah. it was um, maybe we'll get an answer. Um, yeah, to that I, in yeah, later but I, I, I love Kate. I, I'll, yeah, I, I love uh, again. Emma is just yeah. Let him go a little bit longer. I want to see if this crocodile will actually give us some tears. Yeah, my babies, bring them back to me. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then um. So one of the things that's mentioned in this is that uh, there's confirmation that Wild Child and uh, Nanny. 
and um, uh, uh, Peter, what's his name? Um, Orphan Maker. Orphan, yeah. Orphan is maker. that they did not die in Otherworld. They died on Arako soil. Yeah. So it's uh, agreed that they should attempt to resurrect them. Yeah. Um, and they do, and they're not quite the same. Yeah, it, it basically reads as, so they talk about the destructive power surge that happened before they tried to resuscitate Rock Slide. Right. And we're basically Where basically the backup of him was destroyed, so when they brought him back, it was like this random thing of all possibilities. Yeah. Right. And this was a similar surge that was not as destructive, but did affect the records for these three mutants. Right. Like, it didn't destroy them. It, as they said, honed them. It reads to me like, if you die in an alternate world, yeah. you are revived as that world's version of you. Yes, that's kind of how it reads to me as well. Which um, makes me wonder if we're going to get a beat at some point where, like, they kill Rockslide to bring him back, kill Rockslide on this Earth to bring him back as this Rockslide. Right, because, like, like Wildchild, when he comes back, he's very, very much more in control, right? Yeah. And to give you an idea, it would be like if if they were born and raised on Arako, this is who they would be now. Yeah, like it talks about them being honed, them being like right. physically stronger and adapted for a uh, malnur a malnutrition diet for right. a, a, a scarcity diet. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's it makes like it's not what I would have guessed, but it makes complete sense. Yeah, and then we get um, we basically get the whole team going. So, Sinister, what the fuck? We know we don't know exactly what happened, obviously, but. We know it's super sketch that you were the only one who made it back. Yeah, like we we don't know what happened, but we know you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we should also mention that in the case of Orphan Maker, they're basically holding him in suspended animation so his X gene can't activate because it would like crack the world in half if they don't have his. Do you know what his mutant ability is? I don't, but I can look I that know. up. Yeah. I don't, I don't either. So, uh, and then the one person who's defending Sinister at this point is Quanon because we, we get another page of intimation of this deal that's going on between the two of them where Sinister is basically bringing back her daughter. Yeah. So and, if you remember, um, yeah. oh, what was that book called? Fallen Angels. Fallen Angels. Yep. One of the things we learned was that she had had a daughter and TLDR, go read that book, it was good. Her consciousness, her her DNA, like her, what makes her her is still trapped in this computer program. Yes. Um, and Sinister has like isolated that in the program, which presumably this being Sinister is enough to at some point build a clone. You're right. Yep. Um, so... And they get sent on this mission, the 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 long and the short of it. And uh, so for this mission, you know, we get to see that, uh, you know, Wildchild and, and Nanny basically just rush in and yep. start tearing stuff apart. Um, and we find out that the person they've been sent to stop is Cameron Hodge. Yep. Yeah. So apparently we just don't know what Orphan Maker's powers really are. 
Correct. Um, oh, in, oh, Orphan Maker, okay. Yeah. In some issue, at some point, his armor was broken by the Marauders, and he started spewing an unidentified caustic liquid. And Nanny has implied that his powers are potentially world-ending. Professor Xavier says, you know, all mutations are gifts, but Orphan Makers would be a curse, which I think happens in this issue. I think yeah, that was in this issue. They both say that. Um, so yeah, we, we don't apparently know. Okay. Uh, we know that in his armor, he has superhuman strength and resistance and energy weapons. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's essentially where we end Hellions. Before we move on, I do want to mention the recap text in Hellions. Oh, yeah. Is the most amazingly sarcastic recap I have ever read. <laughs> So, Mr. Sinister led his Hellions on a fool's errand to Araco. And so what if he happened to be the only survivor? His team obviously sacrificed themselves nobly out of a deep well of respect for and loyalty to their team leader. Even if they can't remember the events surrounding their deaths, they can trust Sinister's word for it, right? Absolutely no ulterior motives or hidden agendas there at all, dot dot dot. Yeah, it's like it's like Sinister wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it feels like it's part of his speech to the quiet to the council. quiet council. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then we get to X Factor. Yep. Which I, I am so happy to get back to them as the team here because this issue is just brilliant. We get kind of the 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 wrap up of uh, this is this is an X Factor now. We get the wrap up of. Um, uh, what's her name? The the Wind Dancer. Wind Dancer. Yeah, we get the wrap up of Wind Dancer's death on in Mojo World, uh, and turns out that she was trapped there, and basically, you know, the 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 viewers voted that that Adam X kill her live on stream. Am I the only one who couldn't help but think of Jason Todd a little bit, and a little bit, Death in the Family, like? Yeah. As soon, I don't know, as soon as you have viewers, readers, whatever, voting yeah. on a character living or dying, that is where I will go yeah. every time. Well, but, so she's like, yeah, no, go ahead and do it. And they'll just bring me back on Krakoa, and that's how I'll get out of here. Yeah. So, right. So that's what happens. Um, and sure enough, they bring Windancer back. Um, we don't really see it, but kind of, I'm wondering if, given what we now know from, and what we just mentioned, if she's going to be slightly different because she died in Mojo yeah. world, right? Yeah, that's... I don't know what the Mojo versus relationship to, like, our reality yeah, is. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Like, is it just across the universe, or is it actually, like, a different reality? I don't know. Yeah. So, essentially, the, 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 the key points of this one are uh, they, they bring back Windancer. Which is mm -hmm. great. Um, we've got them specifically, uh, uh, iBoy and uh, Rachel, trying to make contact and start to understand rocks, the new rock slide. Yep. Um, and they basically, so uh, Rachel tries to use her chrono skimming and go back and like see his history, right, of this new character, and it turns out he has no history further back than when he was resurrected. He's a giant baby. He's a giant baby. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, we got that. And then the last, the, the third thing is we basically get introduction to the Boneyard headquarters a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which is their, you know, their, their place and each of them kind of doing their own thing. And we definitely see a, uh, another moment between, um, uh, uh, man, Jean-Marie. Yeah. Jean-Marie. And Dokken. And Dokken. Yeah. I also love the, the, I think it's, the conversation between them about iBoy, like actually being as friendly and kumbaya as he seems, and yes. it not just being an act. Yep, uh, I do love this. Was super cool. So if you if you know the history of Alpha Flight, right? There's a point where uh, Walter Langowski does some stuff to uh, to Jean Marie. So basically, they can't their powers won't work together anymore. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, and um, it turns out with her being resurrected, that is now gone because that was part of her physical, that was a physical change to the body mm, she was in. Right. So they are now able to touch and basically create the Aurora Borealis again, which is something that was from way, way early in Alpha Flight stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a cool moment. Yeah. And then we get, and basically it's an expression of, you know, them being twins and, and their connection to each other. And yeah. It's yeah. Cool. Uh, then we get our setup for what is going to be their next mystery to investigate. I also, I like that we kind of have this, and it's, it's, it's in, we get sort of this montage under their Aurora. And like part yeah. of what we see there is Rockslide and Lorna just hanging out on the balcony watching. I like the idea of like Lorna shepherding Rockslide around or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, she feels responsible for him dying. Yeah. Yeah. But also just like her whole thing is... Sure. Yeah. Anyway, then we get our hook for what's next. Uh, by the way, oh, wait, wait. I, I do oh. have to point out, this issue does have my quote of the week, though. Brian's quote of the week. Quote, quote. <laughs> Where um, Lorna and, and Dokken are sitting there talking to each other. And uh, <laughs> he's like... Uh, um, it's when they're basically making the comment about iBoy being as... Kumbaya as he is, right? Mm-hmm. And Lorna turns and goes, Her! Back in my day, I had to walk 15 miles in the snow uphill both ways just to have daddy issues until the ripe old age of... <laughs> and Doc is <laughs> like, that is not how... That is not right. <laughs> yeah. That's you. That's how you sound. No, it's not. <laughs> it was good. It was good. That was a good moment. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. I, I'm... I, I'm happy to get back into the flow of some of these books. Yeah, like I enjoyed. Regular, yeah, I enjoyed Ten of Swords, but Me I'm too. ready to like see the world. Yeah, especially X Factor. I really like the setup and vibe of this book. Yeah, yeah. All right, is it still good? Batman number one hundred four. Uh, Dick Grayson heads back to Gotham and fills Barbara Gordon in on what he knows about Ghostmaker, while Batman, Harley, and Clown Hunter find themselves in a sort of Saw-esque situation with Ghostmaker as Jigsaw. The Dreaming, Waking Hours, number five. Lindy realizes what question she should have been asking all along, and Dream decides to let Ruin have his way. Which actually is not nearly as om- nearly as ominous as it sounds. Far sector number nine. We learn about hard light food simulation technologies in the future, and why sometimes, uh, maybe the the existence of 
illicit substances is allowed in order to create a chattel class. Strange Adventures number seven. We learn the truth about the person who, uh, not Scott Free. Wow, Adam Strange. Uh, allegedly killed at the beginning of this series. Atlantis Attacks, number five, Brian. Uh, yeah, this is the last issue of the series. This is stretched on over this whole break. Um, and so we get a resolution of, uh, essentially what's going on between Atlantis and Pan and, uh, this new kind of Agents of Atlas and, and where that all shakes out. Basically, we get, everything got revealed in the last issue and this one. Black Widow number four. So I had seen Kelly Thompson tweeting about being really, really worried about how people would respond to this issue and reminding them, you know, there's one more issue in this arc and she's already working on the next arc after this one. <laughs> um, and I mentioned that because, like, I, I've got to imagine if you're listening to us at this point, probably, like, you're not going to go on social media and yell at creators about things they put in comics. Yeah, please don't. But yeah, like don't don't do that. That's a bad look for everyone and a bad day for comic book creators. Like yeah. like here's the thing. Feel free to express your opinion that you don't like what, you know, you don't like a story or you don't like what something is. But don't ye don't yell at the creators. That's not how you do Yeah. That. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Let a story finish before you complain about beats in it. All of that is to say, I actually think this issue is fantastic. Um, And I feel like if you've, I don't know, ever read more than, like, an arc of comics, you recognize, okay, there's more to this. But uh, Natasha remembers everything and realizes that she has to give up her family for their safety. And then some other things happen. Yeah. Champions, number three. Locus and friends, including Nadia, start a prison riot while Nova, Riri, Miles, and Miss Marvel. I don't know why I did half of them civilian names, half of them superhero names. It happens. Yep, those were the names that came to my brain first. Uh, get into a fight with Cradle, only to be saved by longtime champion Scott Summers. Damn it, Marvel, why do you keep making me like Cyclops? <laughs> daredevil number 25 there are big spoilers for this book that i'm going to do my best to avoid um if you are behind on this get caught up brian Uh uh-huh but with matt now in jail and electra needing his help to fight the hand electra has to figure out how to make matt trust her again fantastic four road trip number one uh this is a one shot by christopher cantwell um that i've talked about before as being like fantastic for body horror oh it is it is that um this is very good so they're they're going to the the whole family including ben and alicia uh is on their way out to the grand canyon for vacation and reed wants to stop off and analyze some dirt from a meteor impact and everyone's immediately like reed this is a vacation stop it and he can't And it turns out the Mad Thinker knew he wouldn't be able to resist it, and it was a trap to poison everybody and make their powers kill them. My favorite example of which is Franklin basically becoming this sort of very literal Mr. Manhattan that, or Dr. Manhattan, who's like everywhere, constantly, always, 
to the point where like, the Grand Canyon becomes full of just Franklin Richards's. Oh uh, it is a really solid done in one. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 21. Miles and Cap and Prowler fight off Ultimatum and Jackal. Or not Jackal. Uh, Green Goblin. There we go. Um, and Miles is going to ha- uh, I don't want to spoil how this ends, but there's some pretty big fallout for Miles that he's going to be coping with for a while now. Okay. Um, this kind of wraps up this whole Ultimatum storyline and sets up some new things, and if you like Miles but aren't reading this book, like, you are missing out. Saladin Ahmed is killing it. The end. Thor number 10. Uh, Donald Blake takes on all of Asgard surgically. Heavy number three, maybe, maybe purgatory that has everybody, or has some people at least, killing evil people across an infinite multiverse is not actually a strategy for redeeming anyone, maybe? Mm. Again, a good book that's almost impossible to describe. This week's books to read there, this week's books to read. All right. We have some overlap in our lists again. Shocking. Uh, not, not I know. Yeah. Sword number one. Like, do do we even need to explain this one at this point? No, it's 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 a new X book and it's gonna be good and it's got a big space station. I like it. Yeah. I want it. Um Batman Black and White number one. Uh yeah, this is uh kind of a the continuation of uh the, the, you know, that kind of noir Batman kind of thing. Yeah. Stylized um, black and white art. Love it. Yeah, like, focus on high-quality art. Yep. Yep. Anthology style. Homesick Pilots number one. This is something I have been looking forward to for a while now, and I am super excited for. It is Dan Waters and Casper Weingard writing a book that they describe as a cross between Power Rangers and The Shining that basically is about, and like, I don't even know entirely how to unpack this, but the art in all of the preview pages is absolutely gorgeous, about haunted houses that fight each other like mechs. I, I, I need to read this to know what that means. But I am so excited at that creative team and that idea. Uh, and then last one, Brian, Heroes at Home, number one. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of a goofy little one-off about what heroes are doing de- while they're quarantined during the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we wrap it up? I don't think so. In that case, we would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. You can visit us at panelologypodcast.com. Support us at patreon.com slash panelology. Get merch at bit.ly slash panelology merch, capital P, capital M. Or send us questions, comments, or whatever at bit.ly slash panelology mailbag, capital P, capital M. I'm Alex. And I am Brian. Go read comments. (laughs) 